going to do one with a little more energy. <laughs> Jump from a runaway train with the hottest cartoon redhead since Jessica Rabbit. It's time for Pod Cusack. Well, you said a little more energy. <laughs> you didn't. I'd like to see a little more energy. Let's see how that goes. Welcome to Pod Cusack, the only podcast dedicated to and explicitly for Hollywood's most medium actor, John Cusack. I'm your host, Matt Strickland, and oh boy, do I have a hot, hot ep for you guys today. Cusack Nation, we got some real tight, taut guests. <laughs> Returning champion, Tim Keck. Welcome back to the pod. Have you heard there's a rumor in St. Petersburg and it's that Tim Keck loves this movie? Hot damn. I heard you were doing this pod and I was hearing a lot of negativity out there. I was hearing a lot of condescending words. I was hearing a lot of, Ooh, but it didn't really happen that way. Grow the fuck up. This movie rocks. I'm here to prove it. Tim did text me. He was not booked on this podcast and he texted me, let me on this podcast or I will fucking hunt you down like... You're a Romanoff, and I'm Rasputin. I need to. I need to clear this up. With me also on the pod is Pat Wise. Pat, welcome back. Okay, so <laughs> I told Tim we were doing this show. Tim's like all week. I love Anastasia. Love this movie. Love the songs. He's singing the songs like all around the apartment. And I'm like, Tim, I'm probably gonna watch it tonight. You want to watch it with me? He says, No, no, no. I'm not gonna watch it. Go proceeds to go into his room start watching it on his phone and then realize that he loves it so much he has to call Matt and get on the pod so that way he has a reason to watch it with me he couldn't just watch it with me no yeah it had to be for i because yeah that was my experience was uh i i i was i thought i was going crazy because i was like was tim on that group text with with all of us or did i did i miss that or I, tim's a late addition to the uh to the app but uh here he is what is this wonderful surprise nate thought as yeah. he read the email tim <laughs> i can't he, believe it tim's here wonderful <laughs> cusack nation that voice you just heard is our first time guest on the pod nathan yaffe thank you so much for doing uh, it so happy to be here uh just just me and two other people alone on a completely unmanned uh ocean liner uh <laughs> hanging out on the podcast very excited one more guest on this pod this is a jam-packed pod returning queen mary kate doherty thank you so much for doing the podcast you're so welcome. I think my energy level was sapped to make room for Tim, so I'm yeah. feeling very yeah. small. We all have to do it. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll... Dowager Duchess. I love this movie. All right. We are, before we get to the movie we are talking about today, which is, of course, Anastasia, 1997, Fox animated classic. Uh, you Three of you have already been on the podcast, so we'll, we'll skip your personal feelings about John Cusack. We know them. They're like... They range from lukewarm to medium warm to Pat, who's never seen a movie before. Uh, <laughs> but Nathan, this is your first time on the podcast. What It is a John Cusack podcast. Yes. What is your relationship to John Cusack as an actor? 
I, I think right there between lukewarm and medium warm is a perfect uh, description mm-hmm. of, of how I feel about uh, John Cusack as an actor. Have you seen a lot of his movies? I've seen Being John Malkovich, which is also the only episode of this podcast I have listened to. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, cl- a classic app. It's a good it's a good movie. He's good in it. So, you know. I'm never unhappy to see him in a in a role, and I'm never hoping to see him either. So, <laughs> I mean, that pretty much sums up most people's yeah. view of the cues. Um, well, let's get into the movie. There's just too much to put it off any longer. <laughs> Anastasia. Uh, okay, this movie comes out in 1997. It you know makes. 58 million at the box office, Rotten Tomatoes, 86%. Roger Ebert gives it three and a half stars. It is a hit. Tim, you love this movie. I do. Pat, what is your general thought? Had you seen this movie before? I had, uh, but it was so long ago, I, I don't remember it Once at upon all. a December? Did you uh, see it? Yeah, it was probably in December of <laughs> some year. What um, did... Great. <laughs> I remember, be, like, I think I remember that I saw it at some point, and that's about it. So, what are your thoughts on it generally? Are, do you, are you a fan of this movie? No, uh, mm. not a fan. It's definitely like I was telling Tim. I think it feels like a Russian knockoff of a Disney movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that comes through. You know, it hits all the points. They have fun with it, but you know, it's just fine. Also, mm-hmm. as a you know, as an older person, as a person who loves this story in Russian history, they butcher it. It's a complete disaster. Um, it's completely historically inaccurate, and it's um, uh, capitalist propaganda. So I completely agree. Most of my notes were like that. It was a real pleasure to hear all of that like while that. we were watching the movie. Tim <laughs> hated me saying actually this didn't happen this way uh, every, every five minutes different. he's Listen, like where's rasputin's mom and it's like i don't know Pat. it's important <laughs> it's to remember that the reason czarist russia got overthrown is because rasputin made some little green devils make everyone mad otherwise everything was fine everyone loved everyone was happy everyone was everyone happy loved the czar. Was everyone happy. had enough bread no one had any problems there was never a stampede to get bread that killed thousand <laughs> people, and they never killed all of them in their house. So, of course, fine. that never happened. No one's upset. This is the movie is everything's fine. No one's upset. That's everything's really... fine. No one's upset. <laughs> they couldn't include a lot of the death squads in this animated no. children's movie. They didn't they have enough money to animate. All yeah, they, they couldn't animate all the blood. <laughs> They ran out of red. Mary, what is your like general thoughts on this movie? I was, um, unlike Pat, <laughs> I'm not rude, and I wrote down all of my feelings. Um, but I just was... Suck it, Pat. Wow. <laughs> Pat is hey, the Pat. worst. Hey, Pat. Fuck you. <laughs> wow. Hey, Pat. I'm not going to ruin anyone else's time. <laughs> but I was... Uh, it was it was like I was like, oh, I'm making this absolutely no fun to watch because I kept writing down the correct history and I was just like, this isn't right. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I get it. Um, this isn't true at all. So I'll just forget that part. This is a this is a story. Uh, other than that, I I didn't like the singing. So. What? <laughs> that was it. What? Way too happening? many songs. 
Tim, I want you to, by the end of this podcast episode, convince me that I'm wrong for disliking this movie. (laughs) That's my hope, because I I think if anyone could do it, it's you. You're giving me a Sisyphean task because Nate, that would would imply that you are wrong about anything, which I could never say. (laughs) I just think you guys are, are looking at this with the opposite, what are primrose glasses? What's the what's shit the opposite stained color glasses? Shit stained sunglasses. So no, negative. Was, the opposite of the opposite of rose colored glasses is just glasses. It's just like true. It's true. This movie is not good. Tim. It just helps you see things I, better. I, I think I'm a little bit in between you guys. Uh, I definitely don't. I'm not as effusive as Tim, but you know, there's some some tunes in this song that I can get down to. In the dark of the night, that's a tasty jam. I, okay, I will say that in the dark of the night, but slaps. They got yeah. a guitar in that. That's yeah. shreds. No, I th- mm. I like the songs. I don't think it works as a movie. Uh, it's a bunch of set pieces, sort of loosely tied together through. Uh, series of like disjointed events that happen because the movie needs them to happen but well some uh, of the problems might have been uh due to screenwriter bruce graham this is a quote this This is a classic everyone's favorite screenwriter bruce graham this is a a quote i found from like a oral history making of of the movie i thought that this should be a woman writing this because i don't know what it's like to be a princess and to be honest I thought it was a dumb idea. It's based on a dead Russian kid, you know? That's fun. Whoa. Whoa. That's who you want writing the movie. Yikes. I love that. It's, okay, it I like it. It like a dumb idea. <laughs> so I did it. it. That, the fact that the writer thought the movie seemed like a dumb idea actually oh makes God. the movie make more sense. The script, they had to change the script to dumb it up a little bit. The original story was very adult, very based in reality, all about politics and without any magic or comedy. Oh, get me in there. I would love love that. I would love to see a children's animated movie about the Bolshevik Revolution. (laughs) Yeah. It's a complicated story to tell in 1996 America because it is very much pro-communist. Yeah. And it would... Uh, they would have trouble. Basically, the whole film immediately starts off with, uh, okay, the, Z- the czar's whole family is gone, but everyone is really excited that Anastasia <laughs> might be still alive because yeah. that means the Romanovs are still in power, and yeah. we love that. <laughs> yeah, it's been 10 years since the revolution, and we're already like, let's get those... Let's get the czar back. Let's get them back. We, it was, let's get those guys yeah. back here. Remember, remember 10 years ago? When we had a, a monarchy, let's get that again. The opening dialogue of the movie is a, a voiceover from the uh, da- like the Dowager Empress oh. who says, it was Imperial Russia, an enchanted world of elegant palaces and grand parties where everyone was celebrating the 300th anniversary of our family's rule. Yeah, and also it was World War One, and uh, <laughs> also- hundreds of thousands are dying. <laughs> Our troops are in the snow using sticks to kill each other. Yeah, it was the magical color of the mustard gas rolling (laughs) over the hills. (laughs) We all ate horse that night. The the fact that we talk about the grandmother, this is the grandmother telling the story. There is no, Anastasia's mother shows up, does not have a line. She shows up briefly as a ghost. Now, the reason Rasputin is even in uh, this story is because of Anastasia's mother, and we're completely uh, neglecting that storyline. 
and they they were just like made the choice of like let's just never address that she has a mother at any point <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, or sisters true. or a well, brother okay i can defend this point a little bit okay. because as pat pointed out numerous times during this movie it is a huge disney ripoff and mm. what is more disney than a broken home he's right. sure she has two parents but we can disney it up and just pretend that she only has one which sure. I think is a great move. She's only connecting to her grandparents. The rest of her family's dead. It's a tragic upbringing, you know, in a lot of degrees. She doesn't remember who she is. There's a lot of, that's just the beginning of the Disney iceberg, not to mention, you know, all of her outfits, uh, the way, like how cartoonish all these humans look. And again, this is, this is the sort of thing that like, cause this is a Don Bluth uh, film. It and is like, a Don Bluth joint. Don Bluth films feel to me like, he understands that there are things that work about Disney movies, but not why they work. Yes. And so it's like, we need to have these elements in here. Like, and you but, can count them off. You can list them. She, yeah. she wears Belle's dress. She looks like Ariel when she's on the boat. She's dancing with animals. Her, yeah, the right, animals show with her up. Grandmother. There's some birds mm -hmm. just show up and put a stick on her head when they're doing this bouncing. <laughs> yeah, they, they literally up. they walk <laughs> like across like a plank, just like in Lion King. Uh -huh. Like, it, like it's the exact same scene. They're walking across and teaching her how to walk, like yep. in Lion King when he grows yep. up. It's the exact same thing. I this mean, such like, a ripoff. Rasputin has a little like pet bird creature. Oh, like it's yeah. a bat. It's a bat. Yeah. Yeah, so, so there was like someone it was someone watching uh, Aladdin and just being like, "Yo, what if that parrot was Jewish?" Is and that then... what the voice is? What is Hank I, Azaria what doing? It's like a New He's doing York. Canadian. It's, it's Canadian. Canadian. It's Canadian. It's like I hear Canadian. I hear <laughs> Russian. It sounds. Canadian. It's like Midwest. <laughs> no. It's like upper. It's, it's like, like Minnesota yeah. Canadian. It's like oh, oh sir, wow, oh, sir. Sir. Yeah. oh wow, oh don't the you stress know. is gonna yeah. kill you, sir. Yeah, I would kick her, sir. I will. I give her the hua and the hua and I kick her, sir. So the opening is like the the Bolshevik Revolution. Basically, they go in, they kill everyone. But like like Pat said, the reason why the Bolsheviks are revolting is not because of economic inequality or the fact that they've been living under an imperial monarchy for three hundred years. It's because Rasputin is a sorcerer. Yeah. And he's got an evil jar full of green goo that he uses that's like his source of his powers and he is he hates the Romanovs for an unnamed reason. He shows up Tsar Nicholas has a couple lines where he's like get out of here traitor and again that's you. right right out of Sleeping Beauty. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But again, there's no, it's just like he's bad and we don't like him and he wasn't invited to the party, so he wants to kill everyone. He is ugly and his I don't, penis is too big. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's penis is too big. Get him, <laughs> Get out, him out, of out of here! Get out of here, big <laughs> penis no man! This is small penis. penis town. <laughs> Imagine selling your soul simply to kill another family. Which, like, what a waste and, of selling a soul. What he doesn't a... need to sell it for a bigger penis, that's for sure. So no, <laughs> no way, Tim. He's like, okay, we'll scratch well, I got that the soul. off. I'm not using it for anything. I got everything <laughs> I want. Talk about the animation in that scene where he sells his soul and his whole body gets like ripped off of him. Yeah. yeah. That is that is some stuff you will not see in Disney movies. That is that some, was cool. Bluth, that's some Bluth ass like 
all Don Bluth movies, you can tell them apart from Disney movies because they're worse, they are hornier, and <laughs> they are scarier. That Wait, what is saying, Don, what's another Don, Don Bluth yeah, movie? Those are just going to ask. American Tale. American Tale. Oh, my God. Secret of Nim. Mm-hmm. Rockadoodle. American, I don't, I don't, that I don't makes so much sense. You, all now. dogs go to heaven. All dogs go to heaven, and all dogs go to heaven too. Thumbelina, oh. Land Before Time. Yeah, oh, they wow. are all like much hornier. That's for Troll in sure. Central Park. Mm-hmm. Oh, my favorite. I mean, <laughs> you're right. He's just kidding. like <laughs> he has. He left Disney. I mean, I think there are more. There's more to it, but my head canon is he left Disney because they wouldn't let him make the movies as sad and horny as he wanted to make oh them. speaking of horny he did robin hood Ooh, that's pretty oh. he did robin hood he wow. did he was the main character animator <clears throat> well that must have been when he was still at disney yeah he did he did a yeah, bunch yeah. of stuff for disney as well but i'm saying for horny's sake yeah i mean because that robin fox hood, those foxes are hot yeah it is a horny movie for sure yeah. i mean all right that's as horny as they'd let him get so we flash forward, and Tim's right. There's a rumor in St. Petersburg. Everyone is all about maybe there's a Romanovs. And in, it's it's actually, to Pat's point, pretty historically inaccurate. Because it would be like, <laughs> have you heard there is gossip here in Leningrad? Have you heard? Because, That's... of course, St. Petersburg was Leningrad at the time. Yep. At the time, yep. yeah. Pat, Pat made another observation that I thought was spot on which is uh, basically that this movie is just a musical. And if you look at it like a musical and like the whole thing is laid out like a musical and the set pieces are like a musical, it all makes way more sense. Right. Just the Mm -hmm. staging of all of it. I mean, it it feels like the whole thing was like a, what do they call it? Like a proposal for him to actually put a play on Broadway, which I think he did actually. Mm -hmm. That makes sense why so much of it is rotoscoped. Yeah. Rotoscoped? What's rotoscoped mean? Uh, it's uh, it, it's when you film live performers and then sort of trace over them, oh. which is why uh, none of the characters are ever on model and their faces look like they're trying to escape from their heads. They kind yes. of their faces kind of like like really there's no they're, it, they're, yeah. they're always yeah. move. There's the eyes will never. They're just like. Oh, oh, yeah. It's it's, it's like so you can get like the body watch. movement down really well, but the faces start to look like fish in like small ways. Wait, let's go back to the opening scene. Yeah, they're running away from the Bolsheviks. <laughs> this is important. Yeah, there's a music box. There's music a music box, box is important. And together in Paris, Grandma and Grandma and Anastasia are running to this train to get on this train to escape the Bolsheviks and escape Russia, Grandma jumps on the train and just fucking <laughs> leaves Anastasia. Yep. Just yep. doesn't look back until she herself is safely on yep. the train and then she looks around and she's like, oh no, I forgot that child I was running. <laughs> the with. audacity to be surprised that she didn't make it on there with you. The three foot child. <laughs> That's why she's haunted for so long. Seriously. Because she fucking just left. Never give up. You're not allowed to. Anyway, but yes, there's a music box. Dimitri, young boy in the palace, he has this music box. We flash forward. There's a reward. If anyone can say can find Anastasia, there's a 10 million ruble reward uh, to, to, to bring her back to the Dowager Empress. Vlad and Dimitri are two con men there finagling to get this award. They're holding auditions for Anastasia lookalikes because they want to bring this girl to the Dowager Empress, get this money. And then we also meet 
18 year old Anya. Clearly, this is Anastasia. 10 years later, Anya has amnesia. She doesn't remember who she is because uh, I guess she got knocked on the head when she fell on the train tracks. Is that what you would just assume? Or is that. Why would she have amnesia? I don't know. I wrote down, why does she have this? I I didn't just make something up. I remember things when I was eight. I I think it's I think it's implied that she she both hit her head and had a very traumatic experience at the orphanage what? where they were like, trying to beat her. Really? Like, You're talking about Comrade Flemenkoff? Uh, <laughs> My favorite character in the movie is Comrade Flemenkoff not, who not runs the, the orphanage. But like not not physically but like it's it seems like she was she like she refers to her as like oh you were such a little princess here and like it seems like she was probably told over and over again like the memories that she claimed to uh, have gotcha. were heavily implied true. you are filled that, with yeah, that yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. phrase that i phrase yeah, that cough seems to not and, really be on board with her thinking that she's anything but a piece of shit orphan also i just love the that, name that she's anything yeah it i is, mean think that flemen cough you know, I just got it. When you're eight and impressionable. <laughs> Me too. That's why I said it. <laughs> it's pretty good. I want to pin Pat down on this. I remember things from when I was eight. That was so long ago, Pat. I bet you don't even remember what your name was back then. <laughs> it was Flemingo. It was Flemingo. <laughs> well, Anastasia, I will say one thing. She leaves that orphanage in an outfit that girls in Brooklyn would die for. Oh, yes, she does. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's a big old cool jacket, these fingerless gloves, that hat. I mean, everything the there hat. is sold at Beacon's Closet for like an insane amount of money. Those bangs yeah, are atrocious. Right. Nowadays, that yeah. 10 million rubles. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she leaves the orphanage. She goes to St. Petersburg to like maybe find her family. She has this locket that says only in Paris. It's their, her only clue to her identity. She's in St. Petersburg. She finally gets hooked up with... Dimitri and Vlad. Who are just living in the palace? Yeah, they're just living in this empty palace. Which the only ones there. By themselves. Yep. I don't know why they would have left this palace. And he still has the gall to like yell at her for, for trespassing. It's like, hey, what are you doing here? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, Dimitri. What are you doing here? <laughs> You'd think that more people would like go into the palace and chill there for warmth. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Joseph <laughs> Stalin, Dimitri? Um, yeah, so they get hooked up. Dimitri's like, We're, you're our meal ticket. Don't you want to find out who your family is? And they're trying to manipulate her. And she sort of gets manipulated into maybe believing that she might be actually Anastasia. And they're going to all go to Paris. Yeah, rather than cut her in on the deal... Uh, and just be like, hey, you look kind of like this person. We can make some money off this. He he manipulates her and is like, we can split the money two ways only. Now, this comes back to bite him in the ass. And she reacts so negatively to this. Yeah. And I don't think it's warranted. Yeah. <laughs> because well... at the beginning, because they already <laughs> told her, listen, we're going to try and trick this old lady. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking that you're Anastasia. And she's Tim, like, I totally OK, agree. I'm on board with this. <laughs> yeah. So then later she finds out about the money and that's when she's pissed because money's involved. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, you didn't cut me in on this. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, so you think it's, it's, she wasn't included in no. the deal and that's why she's pissed. I'm saying it doesn't make a ton of sense why she's so mad at the end 
when the only thing she learned they at the very at, near the end like the beginning of the third end of the third act or whatever she's like it's treated like a major revelation that he has been trying to con this old woman mm. when she was cut in on like she is the like, con. girl what did you think you were <laughs> well doing? guess what yeah. she's got amnesia yeah, and it happens it. consistently throughout <laughs> the movie but there's a whole song where they teach her how to scam this woman also my favorite part is that the writers of this movie are like okay we're starting off in russia and i bet you the producers are like okay let's get the fuck out of russia as soon as possible <laughs> we cannot have a movie in communist Russia for more than five minutes. I don't have enough gray. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta get. We gotta pretend that it's awful there. Everyone hates it. <laughs> Everyone hates communist Russia. Everyone wants to go to Paris and be with Chanel and get really dressed up. And uh, we cannot spend a second in Russia. Yeah, get but we can go through Germany, where like fascism is currently rising. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in like That's, the Reich. It's nineteen twenty-six. Um, yeah. They're just trying to get to a Chanel store. Well, <laughs> the thing is, oh god, she actually is yeah. Anastasia, and that gets the juices flowing in Rasputin's little cylindric green jar. And Bartok the Bat. Are you shows talking up. about his penis? Yeah, his green penis, <laughs> cylindrical green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does this mean Anastasia's alive? Oh, oh wow. whoa, 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 <laughs> wow. Whoa, okay, 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 I get it, okay. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Don't show me that. Okay, so geez. Bartok and this thing okay get there. sucked down into like the underworld, basically, into limbo, where Rasputin, because he did not kill all the Romanovs, is like undead in this like undead universe. Purgatory. Uh, purgatory, yeah, because limbo. he lost the gift that the dark Damn. forces gave him. He keeps talking about the dark forces. I will say... Oh yeah, because he did. Yes, yeah. actually, really that is the only thing fell that is true. Into some Rasputin ice. did drown. That was mm-hmm. his cause of death. That he is did true. Did drown in a lake, but that was because the Romanov's cousins shot him and put him there. Um, Poisoned him, shot him, stabbed him. He wasn't going. And Tim pointed this out. He's like, okay, if he has this like spell put on to kill the Romanovs, why is he trying to grab Anastasia's leg? Just like <laughs> let the spell do its thing. Yeah. The the magic is is so inconsistent. The things that it is able to and not able to do moment to moment is incredible. It's again, it can open doors, it can explode yes. entire bridges. No. It can't just just kill. Yeah, it can't. A he can fly from the underworld back to Paris. In the third oh yeah, act. well that that's a reveal. That's a reveal yeah. that he could leave the entire. Yeah, he could just leave. Bartok's like, "Are you serious? We could just go upstairs <laughs> to Paris." He's like, "We'll take the train to Paris." <laughs> I mean, yeah, from moment to moment it changes, but here in this underworld is where we get in the dark of the night in the dark of the that night is a good song which yeah. fucking rocks but it is i'm gonna a throw rip a clip off. in it right now oh yeah sure in the dark of the night evil will find her find her in the dark of the night doom her my dear here's a sign it's the end of the line in the dark of the night in the dark of the night Dude, oh. that clip was awesome, man. Was I just really want to say, that's what—that's a cool clip. That's a cool mm-hmm. clip. 
Cool Wait, clip. what is it a ripoff of? Be prepared. It's sure. exact the, the Lion King. It's Scar song. Oh. They're all like going and up and down And instead of hyenas, it's bugs. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of bugs. I love a good villain song. It's a color by numbers Disney movie, but it's mm. fine. It's we've we've established that, and I'm yeah over it. Here's here's the other lens that I'm viewing this whole movie through, which is first off, it's a musical. Second. It's a rom-com, guys. It this is a, is a romantic sure. comedy. Yes. And if you look at it through that lens, everything else is secondary to the romantic tension, the sexual tension, the constant nagging going on between oh my God, Dimitri yeah. and Anastasia. And that's why you get Cusack and Meg Ryan to be in it in the first place, mm -hmm. two mm -hmm. classic rom-com actors. And they bring all of their, you know, their baggage and... Uh, not baggage in a bad way, baggage in a good way. You're, you're, they you're bring all Mike of Ryan's their traumas. And you remind, <laughs> yeah. You're reminded of all their sexual traumas. Um, no, you're reminded of just all of their, you know, je, je, je ne sais quoi from like Sleepless in Seattle and stuff. You guys know what I'm saying. Yeah. Here's my John Cusack that. revelation, though, that I realized while watching this movie. John Cusack, not hot. He okay. is not a hot guy. Because you throw his voice on a poorly animated cartoon, he's instantly 20 times hotter. <laughs> oh, Tim, I agree. Do you, is that what that means? Because I was so into it. This is the most sexually appealing John yeah. Cusack has ever been. Yeah. Ever been. Anastasia, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm kind of thinking about Meg Ryan the whole time. Dimitri is just Dimitri for Dimitri, me. You know? he, disappears. <laughs> he disappears into the role. But uh, can I say hottest character? Grandmama. Mm -hmm. That sure. hottie. <laughs> oh, woodfuck. Angela Lansbury. Oh, would fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd bang her. Who wouldn't fuck Angela Lansbury? Grandma? Yeah. Yeah. Before or after the cane? Before or after the cane? <laughs> Just at the beginning of the movie, she's like, she's very young and, and virile. Canes don't matter. And at the end of the movie, too. she's like hobbling around like the Little Mermaid when she first gets legs. And it's like, I don't understand why. <laughs> Reminds me of the Little Mermaid. Tim, anytime, Grandmama. Anytime, yeah, Grandmama. I get it. I get it. She's traveled. She gets yeah, she's it. worldly. Yeah. She loves to go to Paris, apparently. Yeah. I mean, and at this this is the time in Paris where, you know, it was just a fuck fest. Yeah. You know, this is movable feast Paris, you know. You got fucking Hemingway in one side and Zelda Fitzgerald on the other, and you're just having a fucking... Paris, Eiffel they just Tower over Grandma. The whole thing yeah. is a Monet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do love that, how the backgrounds of these, instead of trying to animate the whole thing, they're just like, okay, this is just going to be a painting. And they're <laughs> yeah. going to be dancing through a painting. I think it's great. It reminds me of a, mu of a, like a musical set. Yeah. 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 It does feel like a musical set in that way, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Rasputin is going to try to kill... Anya, who is Anastasia, uh, on this train. He sends like tons of these little green devil creatures to go take over a train. And then there's a pretty thrilling runaway train sequence where they, you know, uncouple the train from the, what's it called? Engine. Engine. And the engine is storming away and the rest of the cars and they're trapped. And uh, there's a there's a bridge that explodes. And it's a it's a fun that's a fun little part. number. I got to pause really because right fun. before that is a great line Vlad has because he finds out the passports are now in red. 
mm-hmm. and he goes to Dimitri and he says, "Ugh, the one thing I hate about this government, everything is red." <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's one. the one, one thing. To like, uh, <laughs> communists suck because it's all red. Yeah, <laughs> communists suck for their color scheme, and that is it. Let's get it out also of here. Ramps up the flirting oh, to a yeah. to a great degree. Oh yeah, the, nothing I, like I, danger. <laughs> To ramp Nothing up like danger tension. to get the, the blood flowing. Mm. She is constantly helping him out in a condescending way, which is all any guy wants from a woman. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> every, like every condes- guy's dream. Help me out in a condescending way. <laughs> that's all I want. I want to be talked down to, baby. <laughs> Actually, your penis goes inside the vagina. You know. <laughs> well, that's- well, I came either way. So what are we talking about? <laughs> That's all I care about. See you later. <laughs> this the scene where he's like trying to hammer apart like the the train mm. the thing, and then she's like, "Oh, hey, give me something to blow this up with." And she hands him a stick of dynamite. Oh, classic yeah, so rom com tension. Yeah, classic. You know it's classic rom com moment involving dynamite. Again, they oh. the the Green Devils. They can they can melt metal together but they can't just melt a person's yeah just yeah. get a gun Flash green off. devils green devils what are you doing green devils just, he, he can't invent a gun <laughs> a gun would have solved way more than he got an ak-47 would have done way more to get oh rid of the romanovs yeah. imagine he's halfway through losing all of his skin and flesh to this thing and he's like wait a minute i could have just gotten a gun oh my god <laughs> oh, it's hey, too late last booth i've heard about this ak-47 <laughs> i think it's pretty useful i don't know oh wow it's really oh, powerful the oh, kickback on that watch out for it sir <laughs> nevertheless they survive this <laughs> fucking train runaway train uh, and this is when we get the montage of her learning the entire history and family tree of Anastasia and Frazier. Frazier's the only one who actually sings his songs. You know, they have they have someone else sing John, oh, really? Cus- John Cusack and Meg Ryan don't, you know, I guess they can't sing, so they don't sing their songs. But Frazier, you know, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Like he's, he's singing he can sing, famously can sing. He keeps the accent yeah. and sings. Sings through the accent. And this is like the most generic uh Disney animated song. You could put this it's if I can learn to do it, you can learn to do it. You could put this oh, in yeah. any you could this could be yep. word for word the same song in Mulan or Little Mermaid or Lion King or just like you just move it to a scene and it's the exact same. It's the most generic rote song. He even starts with them looking in the water and it's like what do you see? And I'm like He's just going to sing the Mulan song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a blatant, just let's bored. Let's listen to a clip. Let's let, yeah, here, here. Let's hear a clip. Let's hear a clip. And then I just, let's hear a clip. <laughs> I just play like Slayer. Um, <laughs> that wasn't the, that wasn't the clip, Matt. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Matt, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't yeah, it. Me, uh... Okay. Now let's for real listen to the clip. <laughs> And I can learn to do it. You can learn to do it. Together. And you can do it. Tell yourself it's easy. And it's true. You can learn to do it. Nothing to it. You can learn to do it. Matt, you are killing me with these clips. That one resonated. Yeah. Finally got the right one queued up. Hope you enjoyed that. That's the song, you know. 
Bing, bang, boom. So after this song, she starts to actually remember things. And it's like, oh my God, she might be the real Anastasia. She's remembering things that we haven't even told her. Uh, yeah, but Yellow dog. Do. Yellow dog. Um, Water and lemon, no tea. Cat. I don't believe it was a cat. Uh-huh. It was a cat. told her that. Exactly. Well, maybe this song made a bigger impact than I thought. You guys. I like, I, I didn't I mind can the learn songs. to do it. You can learn to do it. They're all catchy. Every song in this movie is like kind of catchy. So now we're on a boat. They go from a train to a boat. Again, Rasputin, he's trying to, this time he tries to invade her dreams and he tries to sleepwalk her off a boat. And this is, see, this is his, his plan is really flawed here because he makes this idyllic dream where it's like, jump into the water with us. And then the right as she's about to do it, he's like, whoops. I'm going to make it fucking terrifying. Yeah. It's like, oh. Puts lotion in the basket. (laughs) If you had just kept it like cool and fun for 12 more seconds, you would have got her. Or made a gun. That Rasputin. Mm -hmm. Classic Rasputin. Too impatient. Uh, Just just consumed with his hatred of the Romanovs. (laughs) He can't even get it done. What would he have done had he killed her? He's like, cool. Now what? What's his? I I don't know. I think he gets to go. He gets to go to Bartok's. Bartok's whole thing is like, why don't we just go to the party? No one <laughs> stress is gonna kill you, sir. <laughs> Bartok is a he's, real Bartok is the best. He's a good character. That's Rasputin's trying to get into area. heaven. It's just unclear why he's uh, he doesn't seem like a bad guy at all. It doesn't make sense why he's working for this clearly evil person, but health know, insurance. I love that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the it's, benefits. You know, it's, it's just a job. <laughs> Matching 401k. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He if I mean he gets his pension. Two more years he gets his pension. So he, he's just yeah. that. <laughs> um Yeah, I guess technically he's part of the oligarchy. Uh and then when it all falls down, he's like, Well, I gotta keep the job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I'm sure for like bats, for talking bats, there's like only so many jobs you can get. I'm sure, sure. there's like a union that like the talking bat union, I'm sure, has like a deal with like the villain animated villain oh, yeah. you know, union. Yeah. So you just sort of get assigned an animated villain and yeah. Maybe know. also if it it's like a deal if you stay through to the end, you get your pink bat girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Right. Yep. Right. That's your prize. Yeah, your sexy pink bat girlfriend. Pink bat pink girlfriend, bat girlfriend. Pops out of nowhere and it's just like, whoa, let me pull down this screen. We're gonna fuck. She looks like a yeah. scrotum. All right, well let's get it's <laughs> let's get to there when we get to that. Let's it's get to just, that point. It's <laughs> good to know that Bartok gets to fuck at the end. She doesn't fall off the boat. She and Dimitri this and Vlad, they make right it to arms. Paris. Yes. This ocean liner Are we just, no one else on it. And they have like, yeah, there's no, not another soul we see on this ocean liner, except for the three of them and this dog. And they have the entire deck to themselves to like practice, to learn how to waltz. Um, And that's where we get some like real sexual tension between. Oh yeah. I was worried you were going to gloss right over it. Man, I love a sweet dancing scene. She has to give up. He has to lead her. She's like totally sucking them in. Mm-hmm. And they're like starting to linger. Maybe we should stop. We've already stopped. Yeah. Oh, it's so cute. They're too caught oh, they're up adorable. in each, other, each other's eyes. Oh, I'm caught up in them. Oh my God. <laughs> Tim, I've never heard <laughs> this you is this powerful effusive. stuff. You were not even this effusive about Con Air. Um, yeah, it's well, not a there's rom-com. no. 
I think Tim is secretly a big rom-com guy. I think think it's no secret. (laughs) It's not a secret. Openly a rom-com guy. Tim openly loves (laughs) rom-coms. I love a rom-com. And this is a rom-com. It's the same thing. One time Nathan and I went to Tim's house and we watched wrestling and, and, we don't we don't know anything about wrestling but tim told us everything about wrestling and like you could feel his passion coming through and that's how it felt watching anastasia with tim (laughs) the passion for rom-coms came through and i was like okay yeah that's a fun thing the dog interrupts their kiss that's yeah Yeah. well we got to get you back on the must love dogs podcast tim Oh man, this that's and a Con good Air one. are the only movies I was like, these are essential <laughs> Tim Cack movies. These are canon. These are the essential <laughs> Tim Cack canon. Tim Cack like Anastasia and Con Air. <laughs> All right, they get to Paris. Wow. They meet the Dowager Empress's cousin, who's Bernadette Peters, who has like some sort of relationship with Vlad. She organizes some surreptitious meeting with the Dowager Empress. They're going to the Russian ballet because she never misses it. Wink, wink. You guys show up there. But before, we got to have a shopping montage through Paris. And then there's another song. Harry holds the key to your heart. (laughs) Tim knows. Tim's ready with it. (laughs) What I like about that song the most is that there are, it's kind of like going through all these different characters and the main people are singing. And right at the end, when the song's really building up, they're in the back of this car and then just some random animated dude who has no, who has no significance at all in any other parts of the movie gets like one of the big lines at the end, which is like, and a rose is a rose. And they cut away. And then they're on top of the tower. It's just they just inserted random street people in this to deliver like well, I think you a know, lot big of them lines are famous, in the song. Uh, you know, like Sigmund Freud pops up. They're like caricatures of famous oh, historical famous, yeah. people right. oh. in there. Well, Easter eggs for your history buffs mm-hmm. to, to play. <laughs> yeah. history buffs that that haven't walked out of the theater <laughs> because of in a rage. Yeah. I, I bet the, yeah. the producers were very excited to get to capitalist Paris. We got to get in there. We got to show everybody <laughs> the Western world wants to see Paris and Chanel. That's what everybody wants. <laughs> I felt like this song was written by a like a middle schooler who had just taken like one quarter of French. Mm-hmm. So, literally a line is, ooh la la baguette bonjour. <laughs> like, nope, that doesn't make sense, Emily. I wrote this is racist against the French, but I know that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Which instantly makes it not racist. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not racist, so. Mm. Future mm. Nazi collaborators, you're scum. That's the hottest take we've heard. It was. <laughs> well, this is, you know, this is 10 years before Vichy France, baby. Um, all right. Anyway, they get to the Russian ballet. Dimitri goes in to talk to the Angela Lansbury, the Dowager Camp- Empress. Uh, I don't know why he goes in first and he doesn't just send Anastasia in there. He's like, well, they do the audition before this with her. Oh, with the with the cousin. The audition for the yeah, cousin. She crushes yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, she crushes and, it. And that's where it. she says, the last question is, how did you get out of the palace? And, and that's yeah. when Anastasia says, a little boy let me through a door. This is crazy, right? And then that's when Dimitri's like holy shit it's the real she's actually the real one Mm -hmm. they go to the russian ballet (laughs) to meet the dowager empress but dimitri goes in to chat with her the dowager empress rebuffs him and is like i cannot take another con man trying to con me out of my rubles like i won't see i won't see this girl you brought 
Dimitri has that conversation with Vlad where he's like, he knows that she's the real Anastasia, but he's like, I'm not going to tell her. Right. Um, and so then he tries to tell her then, but she's already mad at him. Right. And she slaps him. And then if, if you're in Paris and you get slapped by a woman, uh, every man will stand between you and that woman uh, as you chase after her. <laughs> that's just the rule of, mm-hmm. of Paris. It is a classic movie trope of like, oh, I just never had a chance to talk to her. We only spent all day walking around <laughs> Paris together. Yeah. <laughs> but we were singing the same song the whole time. So there was no, no, yeah, no time for actual dialogue. That's why musicals suck. Just say it. Really sat with her at the ballet. That ballet was not short. Yeah, it's the full Cinderella (laughs) Tchaikovsky ballet. (laughs) I like the idea of Dimitri like wanting to have the conversation with her, but also very interested in the Russian ballet. (laughs) So he's like, we could have this talk after Act Two, but I want to see. He just got sucked in. Yeah, but he ends up saving the day by kidnapping the. Right. Grand Perfect. Empress, the Dowager Empress. He, he, that seems wild. He <laughs> knocks out her driver, gets behind the car, and fully kidnaps this woman, this monarch, um, to force her to meet Anya, who is Anastasia. They finally meet after, you know. She really keeps her cool yeah. in a kidnapping situation. Yeah. Like she's she's pissed off. Yeah. She's clearly upset, but like she's not freaking out. She's old. She can't walk on her own. Like she has no choice. Yeah, she's used she to people do? just taking her places. <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> I'll go here. Do? I guess I'll go there. <laughs> I guess this is where I am now. <laughs> yeah. So she meets Anastasia. You know, there's a little bit of back and forth. She doesn't believe it at first, but Anastasia, you know, pulls out some some old peppermint peppermint yeah that recognizes yeah. the peppermint lotion old factory mm-hmm. scent strongest sense of memory exactly right, that was that was before the uh the whole uh, tag body spray ad campaign that uh right. scent is the strongest sense tied to memory i'm an axe guy <laughs> the 2010 updated version of anastasia actually had axe body spray <laughs> instead of <laughs> why yes i used to lotion. spray axe body spray uh, on my hands every that, night that good ocean rush <laughs> And then babes would come to me. Uh, I remember, I remember I sprayed your axe body spray ocean rush all over the ottoman and I just laid on it. Yeah, I laid on it while I played my Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Bing, bang, boom. The Anastasia and the Grand Empress are reunited. Dimitri does that noble thing about like, you know, the Grand Empress is like, here's your reward. Don't you want your 10 million rubles? And Dimitri's like, what I want, you just can't give me. Uh, and he doesn't take the reward, so you know he's his heart's in the right place. He's just like Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like Pretty Woman. Wait, no, it's not. Where Richard Julia Roberts doesn't take the money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Julia Roberts doesn't take the money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a little. It's yeah. It's yeah, switched it's, a little it's bit. Exactly. Right. It is a lot like Pretty Woman. They take this street urchin. Yep. And turn her into a princess. Yep. Um, it's a Pygmalion for sure. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's a pig. So if you guys are are in a situation like this where you get your heart ripped out of your chest, are you really going to just like turn down the money? No, 10 million rubles. That's a lot of rubles. That's like $400. He's going to turn down the money and go back to Russia. That's right. He turns down the money and he's like, I guess I have to go back to Russia. It's like he made it out. He's in Paris. You don't have to. I guess I got to go back to Russia, live in that cold palace. I'm going to yell at everyone who walks in. I'm going to have to fight Stalin for control of the empty <laughs> So Dimitri leaves, and but like has a, you know, a, a, an emotional goodbye with Anastasia. 
Anastasia's there. She's at this party. It's the welcome back to hometown hero Anastasia. (laughs) Welcome back to hometown, you hero. Welcome back to hometown, Anastasia. (laughs) (laughs) On the banner. I don't. That's what you wanted. It is your birthday. It's a worthy banner. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) And she gets a kick in the ass. So the dog just fucking lures her out to like this shining hedge maze for Rasputin to attack. Then Rasputin finally makes himself known again, and he's like, "It's me, Rasputin. I'm here to kill the Romanovs." as is my want. To have the villain be so not on the protagonist's radar at all yeah. until the very end of the movie. It's like, <laughs> that's yeah. a good point. <laughs> so who true. is this guy? I don't he even know who, who he is. That voice, I remember. And why crazy. are you here? That's sort of this movie. This movie negates all the people that hate <laughs> the monarchy yeah. in yeah. Russia and just completely leaves them out of the film. It's like, oh, wait, people don't like me? <laughs> Talking about. I never look at social media. I wouldn't You're know. You're kidding me. My extremely wealthy family. <laughs> we, she doesn't recognize. I never this. go outside. She doesn't recognize Rasputin until she smells his body spray. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Is that <Hilo>? uh... <laughs> Is that bat guano? Axe? <laughs> What does she say to him in that scene? She just meets him. She says, I recognize your face. And then she says, you have no power or I'm not I'm not afraid of you. I'm, I'm not afraid, afraid of, you. of you. She decides that so quickly. She and then he see explodes what he's a bridge. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, mm, okay, maybe a little Maybe scared. a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> and then he creates a uh, Pegasus. CGI Pegasus. Yep, that fit in real well. CGI Pegasus, it might be my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I was like, what is this, Avatar? Really These effects cool. <laughs> are out of control. He conjures the Pegasus to fight Dimitri, who pops back up to save the day. And that's why he conjures the Pegasus. But then Anastasia saves him. They do another ripoff of The Lion King, where he, he grabs her hands as, as if to drop her off the edge. And he says, long live the Romanovs, right? Like, Does he really? Whoa. I missed that. Wow. Mm-hmm. But then he doesn't drop, he drops her back on, so she's still grabbing onto it. And then he just, and then he just sort of starts laughing like he did it, but she's. (laughs) My dude has the power of flight and the power of resurrection and like can conjure things out of thin air. He's just terrible at killing people. He can give life to stone. (laughs) Yeah. What is that thing? He just doesn't, he can't. He just can't seal the deal. an inch further out, yeah, she wouldn't have been able to grab it. He's Maybe he couldn't artist. see He's James her. Harden. He's a choke artist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got to talk about uh, basketball a little bit. He can't swim, he can't drop people, and he can't win an NBA championship. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the three Even though he's so friggin' yeah. tall. Yeah. He's got a big beard. Don't care. It doesn't help you win rings, Rasputin. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Um, and then there's also a great moment uh, where Dimitri just yells, no, and runs like fully upright and just immediately gets like taken out by oh, the yeah. horse. That's a big stone horse. What did he think was going to happen? <laughs> just, yeah. He's as big as the horse's head. Yeah. And the horse just slams into him. I know what will destroy this big stone horse. My two fleshy fists. Yeah. Every bone in his body just got broken. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, 
I'm I'm sold on this movie now. <laughs> talking about talking about that this was movie the sound with, of you loving it with with you all is the, is the correct way to experience it. I don't need to watch it again, but I'll talk about it anytime. It's goofy. It's fun. He saves her. She saves him. She saves the day. It's just it's just good. They fall in love. We fall in love with them. Oh, she my saves God. Russia. Yeah, she yeah. saves Russia. Now Russia's happy. Now Russia's happy. It's got a, yeah, does a she, princess again. Is the she ends it, World War II. Does she go back? <clears throat> well, I guess no. in this in this alternate history, she is like a monarch in exile. And I'm sure there's going to be loyalists. And when the Soviet Union is weak after World War II, they're going to they're gonna want a hero because people are pissed that, you know, they had to fight the germans for so long and then there's going to be mm -hmm. a whole another troubles in like the 40s when they try to reinstall anastasia as monarch i see i think after this yeah she and just, you know the u.s is backing her you know oh, for truman sure, sure. is truman so, sending guys to russia it's it's honestly a, redhead a, it becomes a dystopian nightmare it probably in history anastasia hbo miniseries when mm -hmm. yeah oh, great that's true bring the romanovs back and a, and, a, and a history that most people are like, wait, what? what? <laughs> Did this not happen? Oh, okay. Wait, Rasputin could fly? <laughs> I think she turns her back on being royalty altogether. She is content and happy to drift around like a bunch of vagabonds with 10 million rubles with her boy toy. And they just spend the rest of their lives like, hanging out together. They don't have kids. Mm -hmm. They get eloped somewhere. They just travel and they die together in each other's arms. They make up. It's exactly what Star Nicholas wanted to do and didn't want to be Star. He wanted to live in a farm with his wife and kids. He, he wanted want to, to make soap. He, yeah. But they made him go to World War World War One, and then everyone they took over the capital, and Rasputin was in charge. And we're not talking about any of this stuff. <laughs> we're not talking about it. It's frustrating. It. It's fascinating. That was the first. It draft. is. I mean, Pat, you and I, official Rasputin number one fans. What? She uh, yeah. she defeats Rasputin by stepping on his his green tube. Ooh. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, basically a Horcrux. It's basically yeah. like a Horcrux from Harry Potter. Funny that she would it. have to step on it three times, though. I thought that was pretty weak. She's it's wearing glass. heels. The father. She's wearing the father, heels. the son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh right. Of course. If it's turns, like <laughs> he turns into goo. That was a cool scene, though, the skeleton. I thought that was fun. Mm, that was pretty cool. I wrote down fun skeleton. I think if it's I was a, a kid, skeleton. that would have scared me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's horrifying. It really yeah. moves that, around. That sort of shit, again, that's that's a big difference between Bluth and Disney. Disney will kill a villain off screen. Right. Bluth will will melt his watch. skin off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they want, he wants to make sure you know that, like, this person has ceased to exist in any form and is goo now. It's the cartoon version of when that guy drinks from the wrong grail in Indiana Jones and the last kiss. Yeah. Like his skin <laughs> melts off and then he turns into a skeleton. And the skeleton turns to dust and he just blows away, which that was another scene that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, if you're going to die in an animated movie, that's definitely the way to go. I want full skeleton exposed and I want that skeleton <laughs> turning to dust yeah when bambi's mom gets shot by the hunters her skin melts <laughs> off and <she> just <laughs> they defeat rasputin they go off together and this and then like bartok is like thank god i bailed on rasputin in that final scene he was getting too wacky do and then that's this is when the little pink bat flies in 
has no lines, gives him a big smooch on the lips, and Bartok's like, hubba, 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 and he pulls like the screen down like a window shade to block the audience from seeing It's like a Looney Tunes ending. Yeah, very true. Uh, Let's get to some segments. Our first segment, of course, Q-Snack, John Cusack. In this movie, I think we've already established big time snack. Piping hot snack. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, Dimitri. For sure. Yeah, although even is, his voice is the real snack. is yeah. what I learned from this movie. Yeah, John really Cusack does. is a mediocre-looking man at best. That's what I learned <laughs> in this movie. Before this, I was like, "Oh, he's hot. He's an attractive guy. He's got leading man good looks." He does not. He is filth compared to Dimitri, which Nate pointed out is a poorly animated character. <laughs> Dimitri is a is a beautiful vessel that deserves the voice of of John Cusack. I didn't realize how sexy and masculine his voice was. His voice is the man. You give, you take away his voice, he has nothing. Yeah. Like the little mermaid, you take away his voice, he has nothing but wobbly legs oh, to stand wow. on. Yeah, oh he, does this, he does this great thing where he like, he's really mastered the whisper talk. Like yeah. he, you have to talk, he has to be very close to someone to hear them. Do an but example he's still talking at a full, sorry? Do an example of it. I can't really. It's just like, uh, it's raspy. There's like raspiness in there. It's yeah. But he also doesn't sound old. You know, he has a raspiness, but he still has a youth to his voice, which I think is the key. Yes, for sure. It's a very good voice. He has an excellent voice. It is very good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Our next segment is we ask on every podcast Is this one of the movies that John Cusack likes? He says, I've made 10 good movies. I'm sure you know which ones they are. The ones that suck, I tend to blank out. It's like I never even made them. Uh, so he clearly thinks he's only made about 10 good movies. We have so far filled two slots of the 10 with Being John Malkovich and Stand By Me. Do we, okay, th- yeah. do we think Anastasia goes in one of those slots? <sighs> Not at all. I, I, you know, if you had asked me at the start of the podcast, I would have said no. But now... I don't, I'm a maybe. I think he did. Like it's one it. of his ten good movies. One that he just did voice acting for. Yes. Yeah. See, I he think, doesn't really want to act. I think he's a, the kind of a little bit of a pretentious guy, and I don't think he considers this real acting. No, I think he. I think he's probably. This he is one of the only the movies he's made that I remember hearing him yell. So that's mm. got to mean something. I mean, how many movies does he get to fight a CGI stone? Pegasus. Pegasus. And you also got to be in a tiny booth with Meg Ryan for a while. Yeah, and that clearly created some sexual attention that lasted yeah. years. I say he liked he's, this. He's going to think this is not, but this is the best. This is some of the best work of his career. <laughs> this is he find a better vocal performance from him in any other movie. Tim, you got to call him up and let him know. I'll tell him. I'll tell him. You'll I'll say, listen, him, you are nothing compared to the work you did in Anastasia. Yeah. It was all downhill before that and uphill. Yeah. It was downhill after that and uphill before it. Listen, Maybe. John, you got a bad body. You got a great voice. I'm Tim Keck. <laughs> Call me back. Call me back. <laughs> I only want to talk to him on the phone. I mean, he should be one of <laughs> those like, celebs that starts a podcast. John Cusack's like, hey, do you want to Zoom? It's like, nah, dude, no just way, call man. Me. <laughs> Turn yeah. your video off. That'll yeah. be that'll be tough for him when he tries to start a podcast and realizes that Pod Cusack is taken. Right, that'll be hard. Mm, well, he can 
John, you can definitely purchase the name for me. <laughs> for one uh, million rubles. Uh, yeah, for one ten million, million rubles. Ten, ten million, million, of course. One is um, nothing. The next segment is called Coffee, Tea, Me. And named in honor of the woman who said those famous words in the movie Working Girl, that would be the indelible Joan Cusack. This is a segment where we recast a part with Joan Cusack. Now, if Joan Cusack, who also has a pretty like iconic, recognizable voice, if she was going to be in this movie, who would she play? Whoa. I would almost say uh, The Bat. Yes, yeah, a, a sec because I don't want to get Hank Azaria out. Yeah, just neither. Just get a second bat. Can like the the lady. She could bat be scrotum can, like, bat. More of a, more of a friend. More of like a pal, and there are just a couple of pals. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. We could give that dog a voice and just <gasps> have it be Joan uh-huh. Cusack. Tim, work. you'd love that. It could be one of those like the voice. The dog has a voice, but no one can hear the dog. Right, inner monologue, inner monologue. Oh, dog. that's good. Did you just make a pun? Yeah. It was hard. I say inner mana dog. I'd watch a, a redub of uh, Anastasia where the dog has an inner monologue and is like narrating the story and Joan Cusack just is like saying stuff. <laughs> right. The, the rest of the movie is the same. And it starts off and the dog's like, yeah. follow me, you bitch. <laughs> follow yeah, me, she's, cunt. The dog <laughs> curses a lot. <laughs> Why won't this fucking bitch follow me? She's just got like that really like Cockney accent where they just call everyone cunts all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Right, follow me, cunt. Yeah, Um, because the dog is sent from heaven. So the dog is sent from England. England, obviously. (laughs) Heaven. You know, heaven heaven in 1926 is, of course, the British Empire. (laughs) The British Empire. So, you know. All right, Ed, you want to go see Petersburg then? Right. Dimitri, yeah? Absolute mad lad, Dimitri. <laughs> oh, this geezer? This geezer's great, man. Um, oh, man, would watch. What we, do. we end up, we should do like a gender flip, ver- like reboot of this movie where it's like Alan Romanoff trying to find his grandpa. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Alan Romanoff, and this is my mom, and this is my dad. So yeah, my life is pretty crazy. Pretty and then nuts. Joan Cusack can play like Demeter. Yeah, just getting trampled by a stone. Pegasus. Would watch. We man, we're coming up with a lot of good ideas for like Netflix or something. Yeah. Um, Anastasia is ripe for a reboot. I feel like you just made a '90s sitcom show. Yeah. Hi. Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Romanoff has to has to leave the oligarchy and start at a high school. High school, oh, public God. high school. <laughs> in in a small town in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares you're Romanoff here. And then an old man teaches Look at him this karate guy's so he can fit in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy's wearing a full military outfit. What kind of weird though? <laughs> nice tall hat. Yeah, and then he kick, he punches him in the throat, <laughs> and um, he also has hemophilia, so he uh, oh he, yeah, yeah, he bleeds. It's just and that's where the stops. audience comes with the sympathy. Thank God, Uncle Rasputin came over with us, <laughs> and Rasputin's just fucking all the teachers. What kid. do you want, kid? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my room! I'm bleeding again. <laughs> It's basically Rick and Morty, but it's Rasputin and uh, one of the, ro- the <laughs> lost, last and living Alan Romanoff. Romanoff. <laughs> the last living Romanoff, Alan. 
All right, next segment is called Tales from the Trivia Page. I'm just going to read some trivia facts that I found on the IMDb trivia page and that I found interesting. The musical number, Perry Holds the Key to Your Heart, includes cameos. We've already sort of mentioned this, uh, but it's cameos by various historical characters from the time, including Maurice Chevier, Sigmund Freud, Charles Lindbergh, Josephine Baker, Claude Monet, Isadora Duncan, Auguste Rodin, and Gertrude Stein. Okay. Huh. Yep. A murderer's row of A-list. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Oh, I'd love to be at that party, am I right? Good <laughs> luck getting in. Any party with Freud. Yeah. Sure. Any party with Freud and Nazi sympathizer Charles Lindbergh. <laughs> <laughs> Other bit of trivia. One idea for the soundtrack was Bartok singing Boney Boney M song oh, yeah. Rara Rasputine, but oh, they my could not God. get the rights That's to it. That's it. That would have made it fun. That would have made this movie incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. They oh, Can you imagine God. Hank Azaria saying Rara Rasputin, Russia's Rasputin. greatest love machine? <laughs> And all oh, and all the the really was gone. Yeah, the parts where they like just do like the the sing talking be great. Mm-hmm. Yep, it'd be the perfect end credit song. Uh, last bit of trivia: Woody Allen was originally going to voice Bartok, but the studio was very <laughs> reluctant upon discovering about his affair with Sunyi Previn, daughter of Allen's ex partner yeah. Mia Farrow. Wow! wow. Yikes! Didn't oh. stop him from getting the part in Ants. <laughs> <laughs> He's not doing Anastasia? Sweet. Finally, he's free to do Ants. Wow. Uh, Ants the triumphant clap back to Bugs Life. Yeah. Yeah. They needed one. Well, let's get to our last segment. Uh, This is things I like, things I hate, things I think are weird. Uh, Instead of going one by one, let's just all talk about things we like. All at once. Yeah, everyone. One, two, three. Bartok. I like it when they don't say. No one else did it. Yeah. Bartok's great. Bartok's oh. clearly the best. Bartok's, Bartok's the great. best part of this movie. Yeah. Hands down. I like Bartok's that song. Good. The 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 in the Dark the Night song. Even though it's a, a little derivative, it still fucking rocks. CGI Stone Pegasus. Oh, mm. awesome. Skeleton, awesome. Yeah. The romantic tension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Between who, Tim? Oh my god. Between everyone, honestly. Between you and this movie, I think. Between yeah. Dimitri and Anastasia. <laughs> between me and this movie. Between <laughs> Vlad and Sophie. Oh my god. Sophie, what a bubbly uh bubbly looking guy. <laughs> what a bubbly tart she is. God. What are the things we don't like about this movie? So many things. I feel like I came in real negative up top. Yeah. Anything and, we didn't uh, cover, and I, and I and I apologize. You probably for that. talked about all of it. Yeah. I probably yeah. talked yeah. about. I probably Can't think I of anything had, I haven't talked about. Well, I came in there, with a lot of yeah. Is there just anything left to cover that we haven't covered yet? I was just genuinely bummed because I am such a Rasputin history buff that the fact it didn't portray him accurately or the history of him at all was frustrating. They could have put in a little bit. Because he not is too a much magic though, or a children's man. movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's mostly known for just having raucous sex. His whole religion was like And being drunk. To, you have to be drunk and have sex with me, and then you'll find God. Which I mean, that shit rocks. That's a great religion. I mean, <laughs> the idea is like the closest way to get to God is to just let yourself go, you know? He's the original cult leader. Like yeah, OG. true. Uh also uh, coming back to him, he 
he was so known for having these like magical eyes. I think yeah. they could have done more with that. I agree. Like, they did red eyes, eyes and I was yeah. like, no, no, you gotta do White Walker eyes. They were like on this green. Guy. They were like a green, but like he could have had like magical power eyes. That would have been mm-hmm. like much more fun to play. Yeah, with. some sort of hypnosis like Jafar. Yes, yeah, exactly. That would have been great. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought it was funny, not funny, but interesting that the grandma is like so obsessed with finding Anastasia. And I was trying to figure out what would happen like if my grandma was looking for me. And like, <laughs> it, it feels like she'd look for a while and then like give up probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know? She like, only looks on Facebook. She looks on Facebook. She asks. She asks the people immediately around her and then she like moves on. How did, how did you lose him? You were getting on a train and he, you just got on a train without him. Yeah, he was a toddler. <laughs> oh, oh, you didn't lose him. You left him. Yeah. Oh, and so when, why were you, why were you getting on the train? Oh, you're fleeing because they were murdering your whole family. Oh, did and I so hold his hand? No, I behind. did not. You just, just jumped on the train. You let go of her and jumped on the train. Okay. So you like <laughs> lost her in the crowd. Like, no, no, no. I watched her fall. And as, and as the trade rode away, I yelled Anastasia while her, her, her limp body just lay on the tracks. And so you, you went know? back to Russia to get her, right? No. No, no. I moved no, no, to I Paris. Paris for 10 years. And then I remembered her. The train was idling out of the station. I, there was nothing I could have done. The, the other thing I thought was funny is like, okay, so grandma finds her and she's like, my life has no meaning now. So, like, was she just expecting she finds this, like, 18-year-old girl and then the two of them just hang out together, like, all the time? I was just picturing my grandma finding me, being excited for, like, 20 minutes, and then we run out of things to talk about. Uh, <laughs> just sit there awkwardly for, like, the rest of the night, and then it's like, okay, cool, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> and they just, like, live together like awkward roommates. Grandma's like, have you heard how there's storm in the Capitol? I mean, that's another sitcom. Grandma is my roommate. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that was Anastasia. Oh, Uh, it was. Nate, where can we find more of you on the internet? Uh, You can check out Drawfee on YouTube. That's the word draw and then F-E-E, like the end of coffee. And uh, I'm at, at Nathan Yaffe on Twitter. And I am Nathan's other show on Twitch. Pat, where can we find more of you on the internet? At Patwise Live, all platforms, baby. Timothy? At Tim Keck Forever on everything. And you can also check out my podcast, Come At Me Show, uh, where I just rant about stuff. It's mostly me uh, trying out material that I don't get to do at Mike's. So uh, please listen. If you liked me here, check it out. If you didn't, then I would not recommend it for you. <laughs> please, please listen if you're one of those people who just like to go watch open mics. <laughs> if you if you want to watch uh, a thirty something white male just sit in a room and workshop material by uh, himself, to, <laughs> make the light of day. You're gonna love this. <laughs> Mary, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, I mean, Google me. And then other than that, I'm currently writing a script about Alan Romanoff, schoolboy, all-American schoolboy. And I'm Matt Strickland. You can find me at Strickbomb on Twitter. Uh, but really, you know, just like and subscribe to this podcast because 
honestly, it's the best thing you'll ever hear in your life. Because, like, let's face it, your life's not very good. Yes. And this is... It's good, Matt. Really that's just a good ending. Your, your listeners. <laughs> good way Life's to... not good. It sucks. This podcast sucks. We can suck together. No, this podcast is great, and it's the only thing you have going for you. <laughs> wow. So make sure to subscribe. John, we love you. We miss you. Uh, we hope you're doing well. Yeah, sorry yeah. he's dead and or missing. Tim's grandma cannot find him. It's Pacusack, baby. It's Pacusack, baby.